It's time for the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now here's Ryan Wallace on the Golden Knights Radio Network. Welcome in to tonight's postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. The Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks 5-1 to one the final score. Vegas now 16-6-1 on the year. 33 points and help us break this one down we bring in the voice of the golden knights dan duva and you know dan obviously you're, you're going to look at the special teams in this game for the vancouver canucks three power play goals on five opportunities uh, the golden knights didn't find a way to break through on their power play against one of the worst penalty killing teams in the league and when you when you're on the wrong end of it that way it's going to be hard to win games yeah special teams for sure you know, if the Knights had found a way to you know, get on the scoreboard earlier on, mm. I wonder how different this game might have looked. Uh, it sort of started to feel like a repeat of the game from yesterday where they didn't manage to ever take the lead, even though they got a couple of late goals in the first period. Yeah, there's no way to look at, look at it. You know, you give up three power play goals in a game, only the seventh time that's ever happened for the Knights. But uh, you mentioned it. Ryan, with the penalty kill for the Canucks being dreadful, yeah. 32nd in the league. But not only that, their overall goals against average is 30th in the league. Now, credit Spencer Martin, who gets the win today. And, yeah, he did turn away 26 out of 27. But his goals against average was 3-4-2. Yeah. Save percentage at 9-0-1. He's got five wins and seven starts prior to today because the Canucks have scored in front of him. And so that the Knights only got one goal against Spencer Martin today, a sign that they were not as good as they needed to be. And it's somewhat similar to what happened, you know, the other day, or not the other day, but last night. And Phil Grubauer is a very good goaltender, but you know, he hadn't played since October 21st. And I don't think that you know, the Knights challenged Grubauer in the way that they needed to and put the Kraken on their heels. And today, you know, they, they had a, a pretty decent start, but there was really not much to show for it, and they didn't create any momentum out of it. And in the same way Bruce Cassidy has talked about the Vegas power play and how it can generate momentum even if it doesn't score, well, the Canucks were doing it all. I mean, they, yeah. <laughs> they were not on the power play for very long, as I mentioned, 10 seconds for the first goal, 5 seconds for the second one. But it just seemed to suck the air out of the Golden Knights whenever Vancouver did strike. And uh, obviously the third one is, uh, it was, you could tell that by the time that the third power play goal was scored, that was really the end. The Knights, I, I thought, were still in it, you know, yeah. for a while there through the first period and even into the second period. But when the third power play goal went in for Pedersen, it just felt like the Knights had nothing left. You know, to me, I, I look at, you know, the fact that the Golden Knights uh, through the last two games yesterday and today, they've, they've got just three goals. Does the offense feel stagnant to you? Yeah, you know, I think stagnant might be a good word to choose, and I have observed this a little bit on the power play where we have talked about how, boy, power play this year just looks different. They're moving it around. They're more quick. They're, they're not as deliberate. They're not patient. They're, they're just putting it toward the other team. And I think that of late, they have not been that. They've been more deliberate, and to use your word, stagnant. And I think that that has sort of trickled into the five-on-five five as well where you're looking for the perfect play rather than just forcing the play. And when you force the play, the other team tends to make mistakes. And that's kind of what's happened to the Knights, where the Knights have been uh, receiving of that. The other team has taken it to them. So the Knights have been forced into making mistakes themselves, and those have led to some goals. And I, I think that it is, uh, yeah, you can say that they're stagnant perhaps, but not as aggressive as they perhaps had been at another time. 
And, you know, it, it snowballs, you know, when things are going well, you're confident, and just keeps building and building. When it's going the other way, then you're thinking more and you're, you know, you think twice and you're not reacting instinctively and so on and so on. So I, I think that there is something to that. Any kind of any thoughts on, or ideas on what Bruce Cassidy might do in order to shake that up a little bit? Because I think uh, quick puck movement and, and certainly kind of a more simple direct game is, is what the Golden Knights are, are should be after. And, you know, the best the offense looked for Vegas over the last two games is when Bruce Cassidy put everything in the blender. Yeah, I wouldn't mind that. Wouldn't mind it because of that evidence that when, um, you know, guys were. And the thing is, it, it works because guys just, they, they, it's two things. Guys just go out and play at that yeah. point. They're not really thinking. Plus, the other team is sort of discombobulated. In other words, if you kind of have things laid out and you have a practice with different lines, then you got to warm up with different lines, and you go into a game with different lines, it, it takes the serendipity out of it. Nobody is shaken by just different lines. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't know that you, you do that. I, I, I wonder, and we didn't see it at all today. I mean, the, group that, uh, the groups that started is how they played throughout the game and how they finished. They really didn't change anything up. You know, obviously, Marshall and Colasar were in the box for fighting majors, so that did affect a little bit. But you, you get the idea. So I, I, I'm not sure. I mean, it doesn't sound like Brett Howden is going to go on the trip. You never know. We didn't think Nick Waugh would be back as early as he did come back. You know, Mike Amadio would be the other forward option to go in. But I think that uh, the, the group that you have there is is fine. Um, but as Bruce Cassidy told us on the pregame show today, they want Phil Kessel uh, to adjust to the way that we play. But we also have to find line mates for him. Now, there's a balance there. Are Cotter and Wah the right players to go with Phil Kessel? Well, they had not played together until today. Um, you know, Phil Kessel didn't have any shot attempts until the third period. Ended up with one pretty good look. Uh, you know, there's one game, a large enough sample size. You know, do you just move Kessel up with some other guys and see what he can do elsewhere? I, I, I don't know. I, I don't know, but uh, there's not a whole heck of a lot of time to practice because, frankly, they're, they're going to travel tomorrow. They'll have a morning skate in Columbus, and then they'll have two days in Pittsburgh. So uh, we'll see how they handle not only the Columbus game, but then uh, what they do at practice on Tuesday and Wednesday in Pittsburgh. And getting all out on the road is not the worst thing in the world for the Vegas Golden Knights. They are 9-1-1 one, one so far this season on the road, just 7-5, and five, only two games above 500 on home ice. Um, I don't know that there's any like legitimate reason you you look to to kind of explain that away, but if you're Bruce Cassidy and the Golden Knights, you're going to lean into a very strong road record here. Yeah, you uh, you, you said it, and uh, you know I've asked a, a few guys why they think it is, mm -hmm. and nobody has uh, a, a, an answer. Which is not to say that they don't recognize it or don't think it's an important factor, because the Golden Knights have had such a strong home ice advantage through the years. Um, it ought to continue. And I'm talking about guys who have been here through it all. Um, you know, one of them told me today that if um, if I had an answer, I'd tell you. <laughs> but there isn't one. Yeah. So, um, yeah, but, yeah, as you said, Ryan, lean into what is a 9-1-1 and road record. They suffered that uh, overtime loss in Edmonton. And then they had a regulation loss in Calgary, which seems like eons ago at this stage. But, yeah, they, they have been. Strong on the road, is that a coincidence or is there something to playing on the road? Well, we'll find out. They're going to uh, start off with a beatable Columbus team, but 
watch out. Pittsburgh and Detroit are not bad, and we know Boston is number one in the league. So it'll get an increase. It'll be an increasingly difficult trip as they go along for the next four on the road. All right, Dan. Any final thoughts on this one before we turn our attentions to Monday and Columbus? I hope it's not cold out there. <laughs> it was very nice. Our last East Coast trip. It was beautiful in Toronto and Buffalo and Montreal, but. Uh, a week after we were in Buffalo, they got six feet of snow. I, I hope it is gone uh, as we go back to the <laughs> Northeast. <laughs> well, safe travels for you, Dan. Uh, have a good rest of your night, and we will chat with you on Monday. Thanks, Ryan. Good night. That is the voice of the Golden Knights, Dan Duva, helping us break down a 5-1 victory for the Vancouver Canucks over the Vegas Golden Knights. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance Postgame Show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. This is the home of the Vegas Golden Knights all season long. Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. AM Las Vegas. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show. The Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks 5-1. to one. Vegas 16, 6, and 1, 33 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division. Next in action on Monday against the Columbus Blue Jackets. The postgame injury report is brought to you by UMC, the exclusive hospital of the Vegas Golden Knights. Still no Brett Howden. He missed his second consecutive game for the Vegas Golden Knights, so it's on Bruce Cassidy to try to come up with the winning combinations as far as lines go in order to find two points starting Monday in Columbus. Let's take a look at the highlights in this game. We go back to the first period and we talked about the need for the Golden Knights to have a great start to the game. They did have a strong start with a couple of good looks early, but then Vegas got on their heels, took a penalty, and Brock Besser opened the scoring for the Canucks. Ekman Larson deals left, gets a return pass, faked a one-timer, now a wrist shot score! Brock Besser got a tip at the side of the net. Vancouver strikes just 10 seconds into its power play. one nothing Canucks. Brock Besser's third of the year from Oliver ekman Larson and Connor Garland at 9.22. The first period made it 1-0 Vancouver, a power play goal. Shortly thereafter, Logan Thompson, under siege, had to make our AAA insurance save of the game. Takeaway, Chris Pedersen shorthanded, kick save! Thompson left pad! AAA is a proud sponsor of the Vegas Golden Knights, helping you out smart life on the road and at home with 24-7 roadside assistance, car repair discounts, DMV services, and savings on your home and auto insurance. AAA outsmart life later on in the period the golden knights would once again take a penalty and the canucks would once again score a power play goal this time it was jt miller beating logan thompson to make it two to nothing it'll be a left circle trot we'll forego the penalty clock because there's only 107 to go in the period Hughes passes left garland shoots and scores took five seconds it's jt miller pardon me miller from the left wing side number nine he fires it home to make it 2-0 Canucks with 1.02 to go. JT Miller's 11th of the year from Quinn Hughes and Andre Kuzmenko at 18.57 of the first period made it 2-0 Vancouver, again a power play goal. So the Golden Knights would trail Vancouver 2-0 going into the second period. Vegas looked to climb out, but penalty troubles continued to plague them as midway through the period the Golden Knights surrendered another power play goal, this time to Elias Pettersson. Miller tried a centering pass, it's blocked, passes up top, to the right, a one-timer score! The third power play goal of the game, it's Elias Pettersson. 3-0 Canucks, 8.26 to go second period. 
11th goal of the year for Elias Pettersson from Quinn Hughes and JT Miller at 11:33. The second period made it three to nothing Vegas or three to nothing Vancouver. Three power play goals for the Canucks. Two minutes later, the Canucks added to their lead with an even strength goal as Andre Kuzmenko was left all alone in front for his ninth of the year. Puck goes behind the Vegas net and a centering pass score. Andre Kuzmenko, four nothing Vancouver. Two goals in the first, now two here in the second. The first three were on the power play. This one comes at even strength. Ninth goal of the year for Andre Kuzmenko from Niels Oman and Dakota Joshua. 13-19 in the second period made it 4 to nothing Vancouver. And with just one second remaining in the period, Bo Horvat finished off a give-and-go with JT Miller to make it 5 to nothing. Seven seconds, pulled away by Kessel. He lost it, bounces right, extra pass. Miller alone in front, score! With point one on the clock, Bo Horvat finished it off, and it's the fifth goal for Vancouver, their third of the period. 17th goal of the year for Bo Horvat. The assist to JT Miller and Nils Hoaglander at 19.58 of the second period made it 5 to nothing Vancouver. So we'd head to the third period, and really the only objective for the Golden Knights in that third period was to try to win the period, and they did that with Jonathan Marchessault's eighth goal of the year. McNabb kept the zone. Now back from Carlson to Theodore. Smith shoots left circle high and wide. Rebound, score! <laughs> Marciusso takes the carom, puts it home, Vegas on the board, and trails 5-1 with 3.16 to go in the third period. Very a celebration for Marciusso, who's got his eighth goal of the season. Jonathan Marciusso from Riley Smith and Shea Theodore at 16.43 of the third period. Made it 5-1 Vancouver, spoiled the shutout for Spencer Martin, but all that was left in this game was the final call. Final seconds come off the board, and here is the horn. This one is over. The Vancouver Canucks trounce the Golden Knights 5-1. to one. And there it is, 5-1, to one, the final score. The Vancouver Canucks defeat the Vegas Golden Knights. Vegas now 16-6-1 on the year. 33 points, still first in the Pacific Division, but... Uh, the Golden Knights now drop to just 7-5 and five at home this season. Uh, that, to me, is probably the most confounding thing here. For a Golden Knights team that has had such a great home ice advantage over the years, it is a bit strange to see this team struggling to find victories on home ice. I think you look at kind of the, the context of this week, sure, you can understand the Golden Knights being a little flat yesterday against Seattle, but to follow it up uh, with another performance that was flat tonight against Vancouver, uh, that's something you, you got to find a way to fix. And for the Golden Knights, I think going out on the road, the next four games, that's going to be big. They are 9-1-1 and so far on the road this year. So for the Golden Knights, you look to a road trip to kind of get your game back on track, dial in the details the way that you want them to be over the course of a 60-minute game, and maybe Bruce Cassidy and his hockey club can find that detail, that 60-minute game that they have been looking for. We hope to get Bruce Cassidy uh, on the other side of the break. Presented by Dollar Loan Center, this is actually will go to Bruce Cassidy right now. And introduce yourself. Once you get it, excuse me. We'll start with Ben. Ben Goats, Las Vegas Review Journal. Uh, Bruce, yesterday you talked about not winning one-on-one -on -one battles as being a reason for the loss. Uh, what was the reason you felt tonight? Uh, that was it. We we uh, we actually were ready to play. 
tonight, which was encouraging. The first seven, eight minutes, we were the better team. We had some really good looks. Mark Stone, Stevie in the slot, um, a two-on-one. And I mean, hindsight, when you're playing your fifth game in eight days, if, if one of those goes in, maybe it gives us some juice and you're not chasing the game. And But their goalie made big saves. Um, and then... You know, we got ourselves in penalty trouble and, and didn't get the job done. And then that's when I thought they were better than us, winning races and much more competitive. Um, you know, and then they got some juice from their goals. And so a timely goal for, from us early and a timely save, you know, maybe we go into the second period, you know, in a be better shape than we were. But after that, they were clearly better than us in the second. And even the start of it, we were okay with them. Hey, you know, we couldn't get out of our own way and you know you know now they're making plays in front of our net at will and it's just not our identity so we'll have to work on that Jesse hi Bruce Jesse Granger with The Athletic um, a couple guys mentioned on the penalty kill they think they need to be a little more aggressive put a little more pressure on is that just something they need to do on their own or do you think that's system wise you you want to no, put more no, pressure that's our system I mean I trust John we, we have similar thoughts on the PK but I believe there's times where you can make adjustments and, and you know, team pre-scouts and maybe you become more aggressive when, when things aren't going well. So we did a little bit of that, you know, towards the end of it to sort of get a feel for that. And we're using a different sort of forwards push down versus a wheel that they did. So we are trying to instill certain concepts. And I think when we do it well, uh, and we get our clears and we deny entries at the blue line and, and win our share of draws, and we're, we're good on the kill. Uh, but there was a combination of those things, right? You, you can't spend, aggressive or not, you can't spend a minute and a half of all the kills in your own, you know, in your own end, and, and you need to be, you know, fresh legs and fresh people going out there, and you're not because you're not going to block every shot. But at the end of the day, that, um, to go back to your question, yes, we can build in some more aggressiveness, but... There's still a system in front of you need to get done, right, in the PK. You need to get it done. So, you know, we, we can have those conversations with the players, but we got it done when, you know, when we killed however many in a row recently, and, and you know, tonight we didn't with the same system. So, you know, there's there's two sides to that, that coin. Danny. Danny Webster, Las Vegas Sun. You mentioned the first seven to eight minutes. It was pretty much one side in your guys' favor. Then they get that rush the other way, and it kind of just put them in a rhythm. Just kind of what happened, I guess, after those first seven, eight minutes. Well, I'm going back now because they got a few. Um, you know, eventually they, they find their legs, and they're a good rush team. They really are. If, if, if you put them, force them to go back and, and break pucks out and play behind them, and, you know, you know, now we have some opportunity to pin them in, and that's that's when we, you know, we'll have success against teams like Vancouver that, that do well off the rush. And we got away from that. Our forecheck structure wasn't as tight as it needed to be. Um, you know, now they're coming at us. Now, now, uh, you know, we're taking. I don't know if it's undisciplined penalties or I'll have to go through it again. I'm I'm trying to look back. We played a lot of hockey lately. Who even got the first first penalty for us? Was it Nick Waugh in the corner? I can't see down there, but was it an was it a puncher or roughing or something that was it a kind of a battle down there? So you know, like you, you're trying to avoid those, like the McNabb one the other night we got called for. Like there's been a couple of ones where 
we haven't helped ourselves, but they've been marginal, and, and then you got to get the kill, and we didn't. So now they've got life. So that was part of what happened in the change. Now all of a sudden you're chasing the game, you know, when you're down because, you know, you feel like you're playing decent. Um, you've played a lot of hockey lately, and you're chasing the game again, just like, like last night. And we were able to get it back last night. Tonight we weren't. And, um, you know, it went from bad, you know, went worse in the second, unfortunately. And, where, where they got really hungry and, and they're a desperate team right now too, don't forget. They need all the wins they can get. They they let one get away up there against us. That's probably how they felt and they weren't gonna do it again, so they kept their foot on the gas and we didn't do enough to that's where I said we were, you know, soft in certain areas, we weren't competitive enough, we didn't win our races and you know, not now we're, you know, running around and we're we're late to everything. We'll go Chris, then Alan finish up with Ben. Hi, Bruce. Chris Chapman, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Is it as simple as just getting one kill to, to kind of prevent things from spiraling out of control, or is there a little more to it than that? No, I mean, anybody can score in a certain play. Sometimes that happens. You go in through stretches where you generate a lot of looks, and um, like I'm thinking from the power play perspective, it doesn't go in. And uh, other nights you get one that hey bang bang and it goes in. So I, I I think guys know that that one goal doesn't shouldn't demoralize you. Now the second one it happens again and it starts with a lost face. You know what I mean? Then same guys. Now they're not in the lane and um, you know that's when you can start second guessing and maybe where those questions came up and I think you just got to take pride in what the hell you do. To be honest with you, if you're on the penalty kill, it's a lot of our top guys are on both special teams and I mean ultimately. Special teams would determine the game early on, and we could have really helped ourselves. Those guys, uh, you know, then like I said, they got a lot of juice from it, scored some five on five goals. But if we're better on our power play and better on the kill early on, and you know, those guys have to sort of own that too, right? They're out for, for those situations, and their, their guys were better than ours in, in, in both the kill and the power play. Alan. Hey, Bruce, uh, Alan Snell with LDSportsBiz.com. If you take a step back and put these two games in, in perspective in the broader picture, is it a matter of ad facing adversity, uh, cleaning up some um, special team uh, play, or just connecting on passes? Or I mean, how would you describe these past two uh, games back-to-back -back here? Well, not good enough for us, clearly. Um, but if you're going to ask me about how you started your question on the the big picture. The big picture is, you know, we've had a hell of a run here early on and banked some points, and, and I don't think we stole any games along the way. Um, and I think it's been a really heck, a really taxing schedule, um, and maybe maybe caught up to us this weekend a little bit. Uh, we couldn't find that second win, second effort that we needed. And, and we're back on the road tomorrow. So it's, it's not stopping for us. So we, we have to mentally f fight through. Um, now, how do we get here? Yes, special teams was, was part of it today. You can see our goaltending numbers have leveled off from the start of the year. We figured that would happen eventually. These are two young guys. So there's a little adversity there that they have to we knew that would come. We, we didn't know when. It would be the first weekend or the last weekend or somewhere in between. Two young guys were, were going to have to fight through some games where they're going to have to work hard to get their game back. And here we are. Here we are. So we're either going to help them out and play better in front of them and, and stay out of the box, which we've been fairly disciplined, um, 
or we're going to open it up a little like we did in the second and, and hang them out to dry, right? So they got to do their part, make their saves, but we have to be better in front of them. They're young guys, and, and we have a veteran group. We have a veteran decor that all played in the league, and so we have to get some of that squared away, and it's on me to get that message across. And so that'll be the message in Columbus. Let's you know, tighten up, help them find their game again, and, and get back to where we started the year, where we were we had our breakdowns, but we weren't um, they weren't in his pockets of this big of breakdowns that we've asked him to make too, too many high end saves. Uh, we outscored some of the those situations on the road, um, and maybe that's what we need again. You know, we've seemed to be able to produce better on the road than at home for whatever reason. So um, the road is calling us. So let's hope we we're able to do that. Mm. Uh, ben goes Las Vegas Regional. He touched on it there, Bruce. I guess you're heading out on a four-game road trip now. Uh, what is the message heading into these next four games as you guys kind of try to look to rebound? Well, the message is kind of what we just said. We, we, we can't continually ask our goaltenders to make as many high-end saves as, as, as we have. Uh, we talked about our D zone this morning. And again, I thought we started the game well. We gave up nothing early on, so that's a good sign. So there was, again, parts of it. We chased it once we got behind. So is that a mindset that the guys have to get out of a chip away, man. We did that against Seattle better yesterday. We chipped away, got back in the game, uh, just didn't open it up and, and you know, tried to, you know, turn it into a track meet to try to get back into it. I don't know that that usually works out. Uh, so the mindset will be let's tighten up in Columbus, be disciplined again, uh, manage the puck. I, I think part of it is our starts, you know, when we're going well, if you remember, we had the, the Nick Waugh line. Well, they've been, each been banged up him and, and, will a little bit and so we've lost a bit of that start to our game that's sort of hey this is how we're going to play we're coming after you and we got to get back to that a little bit and tonight I think I'll give credit to um, we did start that way put it behind him and so that'll be the message let's start and finish that way um, let's not get lost in between thanks coach thanks everybody <laughs> That was head coach Bruce Cassidy after a 5-1 loss to the Vancouver Canucks. We're back with more on the AAA Insurance postgame show presented by Dollar Loan Center. This is the Vegas Golden Knights Radio Network. We're back to the Vegas Golden Knights postgame show presented by AAA Insurance. Now, here's your host, Ryan Wallace. AAA Insurance postgame show, the Vegas Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks 5-1. The final score here from T-Mobile Arena. Tonight's game recap is brought to you by Universal Windows and Solar. The Golden Knights had a strong start to the game. You heard Bruce Cassidy talk about it for seven minutes, 16 seconds, held Vancouver to no shots on goal, didn't give up much of anything, and had two or three really good looks in tight. There was one for Chandler Stevenson, one for Mark Stone, but unfortunately the Golden Knights were not able to find a way to open up the scoring in those situations. And then after the first TV timeout, it was all Vancouver. They were able to get through the neutral zone. They were able to get a couple of power play goals in that first period and then broke the game wide open in the second period when the Golden Knights started to open things up. So for Vegas, now you turn your attention to the road trip, four games on the road for a 9-1-1 road team so far this season. Uh, you'll look to that to get your game dialed in and back on track if you're Bruce Cassidy and it's the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Las Vegas, 98.9 FM and 1340 AM. Let your voice be heard by calling in at 702-876-1340. Now here's your host, Ryan Wallace.
Extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. Throw the number out there, 702-876-1340. 702-876-1340. I want to hear from you. It's your postgame show. The Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks tonight, 5-1. to one. In a game where you were hoping to see something different from the Golden Knights. You were hoping to see a Golden Knights team learn from what went wrong last night against Seattle and take advantage of this opportunity to play in a back-to-back situation. Listen, it's been a lot of hockey recently for the Golden Knights. You're talking about three and uh, three and four nights. You're you're talking about all that kind of surrounding the Thanksgiving holiday. Like I, I get it. There are distractions. We're we're talking about humans here. But you had an opportunity to kind of turn the page on a stinker last night. Go into this one uh, with a with a better game. And and I do agree with Bruce Cassidy. The Golden Knights did start this game on time. They were good through the first seven minutes of this game, just unable to convert on those chances. And when that doesn't happen, and then all of a sudden you give up, a, uh, you surrender a power play goal, things can kind of snowball on the Golden Knights, and, and that's what happened tonight. 702-876-1340 is the number. 702-876-1340. We're talking about a 16-6-1 Vegas Golden Knights team, still first in the Pacific Division. I want to hear from you. 702-876-1340. Let's head out to the phone lines. Bring in Mike. Hey, Mike, how you doing? Hey, ouch. Um, Don't tear the new sweaters, guys. All the fighting is going to tear sweaters, but I guess that got a little frustration out, finally after all the nonsense that went on earlier. Uh, you know, earlier today, I sat at practice, and it was probably, oh, I don't know, uh, 45 minutes long. But there were only four guys participating, maybe five. Mm-hmm. And Riley Smith came out for a few minutes, took some shots. And and I know that you've played three games in four nights, and I know that you just, you just can't beat yourself to death. But there's a culture here. And Bruce Cassidy, and, and I, I'm on that bandwagon, and you know that, and everybody who listens knows that. I'm, I, I, if not the wagon master, at least a passenger. But today the culture was not there. Today it was let's not show up for uh, optional practice. Let's go to the game. I, 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 don't, I don't agree with that, Mike. I, I think that you're trying to manage your, your energy, right? Like You are. Yeah, you're trying to manage your energy. Like you, you, you can't as as you just said, you can't go a hundred and ten percent all day long every single day. We're we're looking at three games and four nights. It's it's been five and eight days. Like it's not necessarily been the easiest schedule from um, from that perspective. Plus, you add in the travel. Uh, the, the you know the two games coming coming into this week were on the road in Edmonton and then Vancouver. You haven't really had an extra day to kind of reset and get a prac get a good solid practice in um so in my estimation like i don't think it's taking optional morning skate off it's you know if you are a player that knows what your body's going to need to give you the most energy going into the game that's what you're going to do and i i don't i don't view it that way at all well i don't think i don't think it was a cold i don't think it was a cold correct yeah i don't think it was a culture thing at all you got to trust well First of all, he's built a culture. He's he's doing a wonderful job of building some sort of winning mentality that mm-hmm. that is created in practice. It starts in practice, and I I believe that's where it all begins, and then it plays out on the ice at T-Mobile and other arenas around the nation. Uh, so the point here is that this road trip 
is not, I wish it were, but it's not, the one where we go to New York and New Jersey and Philadelphia and we practically walk from game to game. And it's not the road trip we just took either, where it was trains, planes, and buses. This is a good, solid road trip. And there are no must-wins this time of year. I'm not a fool. I know that. But if you don't beat Columbus on Monday night, you know what's coming up next. And you've got you've got to beat a Pittsburgh, a Detroit, and a Boston. And Detroit's playing very well. They're eleven and seven. Mm-hmm. So it's not an easy road trip, and we've got to get our head back in the game. I think. Yeah, I'm I'm right there with you, Mike. And and thank you for the call. It's certainly not an easy road trip, and it's not necessarily breaking out to be an easy schedule for the Golden Knights as you kind of look ahead to December. You've got Columbus, uh, and then it's Pittsburgh, Detroit, Boston before you come home for the Rangers, the Flyers, and then the Bruins once again. Um, no, but for the Golden Knights, they're they're 9-1-1 so far on the road. I think there is something to the idea of simplifying your game, playing a little bit more direct. I would make the argument that the best the Golden Knights looked over the last two games was that experiment where Bruce Cassidy put the lines in a blender and it simplified everything. And all of a sudden, the Golden Knights were just making plays. They weren't looking for the perfect play. They were just making plays, and it led to some good quality looks. So I think getting out on the road is going to be important you kind of have an opportunity to have a get-right game against Columbus. And then if you're able to do that, you you should be feeling pretty confident going into Pittsburgh and Detroit. Uh, And I think there'll be a a lot of reason to believe the Golden Knights are going to want that game in Boston, especially considering it's Bruce Cassidy and an important game for Bruce Cassidy. 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines, bring in Charles. Hey, Charles, how you doing? I'm well, sir. How are you? I'm doing okay. Hey, so I was at uh, last night's game and tonight's game, and, you know, there was two stretches in both games where we just looked phenomenal, and then it's almost like we fell apart, and that may be unfair, but uh, the other teams just seemed like they were getting the loose pucks, mm-hmm. winning all of the uh, individual battles, yep. uh, and it you know seemed like an uphill battle for us. Uh, you know, the one comment is, as a fan, it's just frustrating to watch our power play. Uh, you know, when we get them, I don't know. Any thoughts? I, I just, it's frustrating to watch. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I understand what you're saying, Charles. Like, it has been better this season than it was last year. But for the Golden Knights on the power play, you're, you're looking for them to just kind of move the puck a little bit quicker, move the puck with a little bit more urgency. And I think what you're seeing right now for the Golden Knights on the power play is too deliberate. And, and I know that might seem counterintuitive, but the fact of the matter is the way that you beat penalty kills is with quick puck movement. And the, the more you slow it down looking to try to make the perfect pass or pass the puck into the net, uh, the harder it becomes to score. So I'd like to see the Golden Knights get a little bit more urgent with their puck movement, you know, off and on the st- or on and off the stick after just a couple of seconds. Like, I don't want players holding on to the puck as much as they are right now. I think quick puck movement is really the way that you go about uh, getting more looks on the power play. No, I'll concur with that. Uh, and, you know, on the contrary, as a fan, it is phenomenal to watch Jack Eichel and his stick handling, but uh, it just seems here lately like the team is wanting to go 103-104. And, you know, to your point, 
quick passes, you know, you're not going 103, 104, and maybe that helps. I don't know. Yeah, you know what? Thank you for the call, Charles. I, the, the way that I've always thought about it is you can certainly pass the puck faster than anyone's going to be able to skate. Right, So if you are playing fast, it's not just individually going one-on-three trying to beat guys because you've got the speed. It is making the puck do more of the work, putting yourself in the right position to be able to thread those needles and move faster than the actual players can move. So I want to see more puck movement, quicker puck movement, crisper puck movement, and I think that's where the Golden Knights really need to be able to find their game. 702-876-1340 702-876-1340 is the number. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephen. Hey, Stephen, how you doing? Well, Ryan, I'm slowly getting better. I was at the game tonight with my folks. And uh, from my POV at T-Mobile Arena, it seemed like tonight that the Canucks were clearly the faster team um, at times. And also, I feel like the Gold Knights, um, I don't know, to me, it just seems like their confidence might be shaking a little bit. Do you agree with that, Ryan? Or do you think maybe it's just a, a sense of being a back-to-back game at home and um, kind of playing a desperate team in the Vancouver Canucks? I, I don't know that it's so much confidence as it's just maybe a little bit of frustration, right? Like you're you're hoping for a play to to drop. I, it, listen, Mark Stone scores or Chandler Stevenson scores the in, with on either one of their opportunities early in the first period. Maybe the game really changes there, but mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, I think that it's probably more frustration at just not burying the chances. Yeah, because um, from. My advantage, because I was on the I was on the side where they were playing or shooting at the net in the first period, and mm. it looked like they had some good looks there on a on Martin. I thought they were going to be able to at least get one there, and maybe it would have been a completely different game. But um, yeah, after the Canucks scored that first goal, it seems like just the the Tigers got to play it out of the Knights. After that, they just I don't know. It just seemed like they were gripping the stick a little too hard. They weren't skating as fast. The Canucks smelled blood, and they were just simply the better team after they got that first goal there and. It kind of took them getting a little physical in the third period for them to finally uh, get it going there. But the Canucks, it just seemed like from their first goal forward, they're the better team. And I I just think the Knights just got frustrated after that and were never able to find their game. And uh, it's definitely something that I feel like they're going to have to fix before uh, they get going into Columbus in a game that I think they have to win just so they can get their momentum back. Because I feel like right now they're kind of just uh, barely treading water having to drag through mud basically trying to find themselves again yeah you know what steven thank you for the call i I agree with you in that i think the golden knights need to find their game in columbus and i don't necessarily view the result being tied to finding their game i want to see the golden knights get back to defending bruce cassidy said something in the post game press conference that I thought was really interesting. It's it's getting back to structure so that you're not asking your goaltenders to have to make grade A save after grade A save after grade A save in order to keep you in a game. You look at the third period for the Golden Knights. They pushed the pace. They tried to open things up because they were chasing down offense. And what ended up happening is there were plenty of opportunities for the Vancouver Canucks to go uh, odd man rush back the other way. There were plenty of opportunities for the Vancouver Canucks to open things up. And when that happened, the Golden Knights just could not enter into that track meet. So uh, before anything else, results notwithstanding, I just want to see the Golden Knights lock things down defensively again, and that's something they're going to have to do going into Columbus on Monday. 
702-876-1340 is the number if you'd like to join us on the other side of the break. It's the extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. You know. Back to your calls on the extended Vegas Golden Knights postgame show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Hey, extended postgame show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks 5-1, to one, the final score here from T-Mobile Arena. Vegas 16-6-1, and one, 33 points on the year. Four-game road trip upcoming for the Vegas Golden Knights. You've got Columbus on Monday. Then you have Pittsburgh, Detroit, and Boston. Though that's, a, that's a big road trip for the Golden Knights, and I, I want to circle back one more time to Bruce Cassidy postgame. The idea of goaltending going into this season, it was going to be a question mark. It was always going to be a question mark, and I'm not putting any of this right now on the Vegas Golden Knights goaltenders. I don't put last night on Aiden Hill, and I don't put tonight on Logan Thompson. I don't. If the Golden Knights don't defend in front of their two young netminders, it's going to be hard to find wins consistently. The Golden Knights, over the first 10 to 12 games of this season, did not allow anything. They were playing the system to a T. They were keeping everything to the outside. And when they did that, goaltending was phenomenal. Questions were answered. And that's the blueprint. The Golden Knights need to get back there somehow, some way. And this road trip might be the proving ground to do it. Let's head back out to the phone lines. Bring in Stephanie. Hey, Stephanie, how you doing? I'm doing okay. How you doing, Oh, I'm good. So my main thing from watching this game was, my goodness, the passing was so bad. Mm. Like, it just it felt like half the passes either just were completely missed, and the ones that did get through, especially in the more dangerous places, went into the skates instead of onto the tape. Yeah, you know, there's one play in particular that I, I kind of remember. It, it was a, a rush opportunity for the Vegas Golden Knights, and it was a pass to Jonathan Marshall. So what should have been yeah. a one-timer in the back of the net goes into his skates. He falls over the puck, and it just kind of gives you an idea that the, right now offensively the Golden Knights are a, a little bit out of sync. Yeah, and, you know, I, I the fights were fun, you know, mm-hmm. so they gave yep. us that. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, you know, it's just another reason to remember why banking all those points so early is important because as it stands, we're still what, like third in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, so thankfully there's a little bit of wiggle room and they've got enough wiggle room to recover and come back strong. Yeah. I'm right there with you, Stephanie. Thank you for the call. I, I think that, you know, you, you rightly point out that, this Golden Knights team had a nine-game win streak earlier on this season. Uh, they were finding ways to win. They went out on the road and had a perfect 5-0 and road trip. And you can't take those points away. You can't. Once they're banked, they're there. They're for you. And right now, this is still the best team in the Pacific Division. It's still the best team in the Western Conference in terms of their record. So for the Golden Knights, I think that you just have to try to get your game dialed back in. If you're Bruce Cassidy, you've got to continue to search for that 60-minute effort, and when it comes, when it clicks for the Golden Knights, I think they'll be just fine. But the, the, the good thing is they have time to find their game by virtue of that great start that they had to this season. We're back to wrap it up next on the Extended Postgame Show, Fox Sports, Las Vegas. Back to your calls on the Extended Vegas Golden Knights Postgame Show. Here's Ryan Wallace. Wrapping it up here on the extended post game show, Fox Sports Las Vegas. The Golden Knights fall to the Vancouver Canucks 5-1. to one. The final score here from T-Mobile Arena. 
Vegas 16, 6, and 1, 33 points on the year. Still tops in the Pacific Division. The Seattle Kraken, just six points back of the Vegas Golden Knights. They do have three games in a hand, but uh, for the Golden Knights, you like where you're at right now. You'll take where you're at right now. It's all about getting the game dialed back in, getting things back on track if you're the Vegas Golden Knights going on the road. You've got Columbus on Monday, and then you've got Pittsburgh, Detroit, and you finish up on the road with the Boston Bruins. It's a quick four-game road trip for the Golden Knights, but it is a four-game road trip that's going to be incredibly important, Is assuming that Vegas utilizes this time to dial things back in. And I'm not talking about offense. I, I think that'll come for the Golden Knights. I really want to see this team get back to defending at an elite level, not allowing quality scoring chances, and not allowing them in bunches. I, I thought, you know, the second period for the Vancouver Canucks, they, yeah, they score three goals. They probably could add four, five, six in that period. It was just that loose for the Golden Knights. So dial it back in defensively. Go back on the road. Lean into a strong start to the season on the road for the Golden Knights. They are 9-1-1 one, and one in their first 11 road games. Get right on the road and then figure things out when you come back home for a couple of games. That's going to do it for me here from T-Mobile Arena. Thanks to Jed Donaldson, making sure everything sounds great. Thanks to Bobby Machado back in the studio for keeping us on the air. And thanks to you, our listeners and our callers. It's your post-game show. It's not as much fun without your input. The Golden Knights are next in action on Monday at 4 o'clock against the Columbus Blue Jackets. Until then, have a great night, everybody. We'll talk to you Monday right here on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Thanks for listening to the extended Golden Knights postgame show on Fox Sports Radio 98.9 FM at 1340 AM. Your home for the Vegas Golden Knights. Have a good night and drive safe.